Good Talk, mm. the home of where the talk yes, is good. It's your boy, Cody, the other guy, Robert, here once again. Tiny table, the big room. Good times. Didn't good they make vibes. a movie called The Other Guys? They did. They did make Was a movie. Was it any good? Uh... That's probably your answer right there. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, I, feel, I, I don't really remember it. So no, there you go. <laughs> it wasn't super Nuff memorable. Said. <laughs> I feel like it's probably one of those where I enjoyed it in the moment. But again, I just don't remember it. Gotcha. It's a comedy, right? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was, it was very funny. Okay, great, great, great. So good. <laughs> what are we so here? Funny. Season two, episode three? That is it. Yep, that's it. Season that's two, it. episode three. Nice. Here we are. How's your week been, Cody? It's been good. I feel like good. we're really far away. Are we really far away? We do look really far away. You're <laughs> Cody, I need away. you, Cody. <laughs> but we're both leaning back Come today. Closer. We're getting relaxed here. Mm, I yeah. liked it last time. This is a new vibe on season two where yeah. we just lean back. <laughs> we we did conversate though. Or I don't know if we, it was on air or off air, but <laughs> we might need to get a different table, guys, because right now if I'm thirsty, I have to like reach very weirdly to get my water <laughs> we decided we're gonna do the big room with many tables many we're gonna tables. put a little side table here a side table next to cody maybe another table yeah, here just a I bunch just of little go tables to my side it wouldn't be an issue because i get thirsty when i talk <clears throat> yeah and also i've noticed this and i don't know if it happens to you but i get thirsty when i minister mm-hmm. and i have my water with me yet i don't drink it <laughs> i like bring it like i'm gonna drink my water yeah. and i don't do it i'm always super nervous that they're gonna hear that swallow that gulp, that yeah, and Could I'm you just hear like, that? did you? Hear I that? mean, not really, <laughs> not really. So it's obviously an irrational fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have the big gulp sound, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, when I first started ministering, I remember I, I used to get chalk mouth really bad, like super dry mouth, like, like really, really bad, and it's uh, not as bad as it used to be. And I remember, uh, I don't know why this is, but when you get really, really bad chalk mouth, and like you're talking and you're just going, and then every once in a while you'll shoot like this one white fluffy ooh, thing out of your mouth, and it'll ooh, be like, ooh, that's and you're like, like, I hope no one sees that. But it's weird because it's like lighter than air; it just comes out and it just hangs like out out there, and it's like little feather s- saliva, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's really weird, but that doesn't happen that much anymore. I don't get real bad cotton mouth or anything yeah. when I preach like I used to. I still get butterflies in my tum tum. Yeah, me too. I, and I feel like there's probably something, good. something good to that. It's like I get like nervous and excited all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's good to have that because you don't want, you want to always esteem what you are doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I, we believe it's very, very important, and therefore we don't want to take it casual. Right. <laughs> just imagine a brain surgeon coming in and being like, "This is no big deal." Just another day. Just another day. Just another Punch Thursday. The clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I what want we got today. I want them to be serious. This is life or death, well, yeah, man. Take it I serious. Mean, it is life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're communicating the good news, and I hopefully pray every time that I'm able to communicate it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least that someone in the room gets it. <laughs> if nothing else, I'm blessed yeah. by what I'm saying right yeah. now. And I think that like something that I've learned from you is like try to pack in some good word in there too, like scripture. So that way if you screw up, hopefully they're still getting the scripture. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like how you said try to pack in some good <laughs> Try to pack it in there, you know? Try it's to like put not it. really what we do, but every once in a while try to put something try in there. Try to put a little scripture. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. try to make sure that you're... <laughs> try again yeah no i i've from the very beginning of ministry even though i've been in youth ministry for 20 years i put so much scripture and so much biblical content because if if it because the bible speaks for itself sure yeah like and if that's if if you have a ton of that 
So if like your message is three quarters God's word and what God has said yeah, yeah. and like a quarter of you trying to explain sure. what God said, you might mess up a quarter, but three quarters of it is still yeah, yeah, solid yeah. because it was all the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. So try to cut out as much of me mm -hmm. from the presentation of the gospel to where it's just the gospel yeah, I've, and I let mean, it speak for itself. If you look at my sermon notes now, there's hardly it's it's literally just scripture now. Scripture. Like sometimes I'm wondering, yeah. like, could anyone know where I'm going if I like? Because I know where I'm going, right? And I try to put in bullet points every now and then of like, okay, make sure you say this or like right. bring that out. But I, I don't want it to feel scripted either, right? Because so, that's not who I am. I'm I want God to just. <laughs> I will say this: I'm very impressed with whether people listen to them or not with the like Joel Osteen's of the world where. Mm. His is clearly memorized. Oh, yeah. Clearly memorized. Sure. But yet it comes across so authentic. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, I can't do that. Like, it's very hard for me to give something scripted and mm -hmm. come across genuine and heartfelt yeah, yeah. and passionate. It's like I'm just reading a book, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I don't know how to involve. But him, it's like... You can't tell if it's scripted or not. Right. It's very genuine. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I can't do that. Rich Wilkerson's like that out of U Church. Yeah. And I think even Michael Todd is because I, I saw him like rehearsing his sermon while mm. getting a haircut once. And so I don't know. Maybe there's just like something about like getting it so in you and you're, you're doing the motion of sure. it too. I don't know. Some people do it and it works for them. And it still comes across genuine to me, like right. you said. So th there just must be something to it. But. I know when I first started, I had so many notes. Mm. And then... I really realized I'm not reading any of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm just reading the scripture. I'm yeah, not yeah. reading like my bullet points I put in here. I'm not yeah, reading yeah. my excerpts. I'm just like, so I've like trimmed mine way down to where it's like my topic and then all scripture. And then every once in a while I'll put something in bold. Like when I preach in big church, I have it up on the screens right. behind me and like, I'll put it in bold, big letters. So I know, okay, I'm going to say this, right. this after needs this to needs said. to be yeah. said. You know, like those one-liners, mm -hmm. the, the things that are tweetable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get this, you know? <laughs> so, um, but man, my notes don't look anything like they used to look like yeah. 20 years ago. It's a radical difference. Yeah. So I found uh, some of my old notes because I keep everything and <laughs> I read it and I was like, what? What was I doing? What, what were we talking about <laughs> what, here? What happened here? Gosh. I didn't get anything out of I, this. I, I don't want to ever listen to my old stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. kind of glad that we probably don't have an archive of anything that I ever did at the A-frame because I have no idea. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I know I ministered and I right. pray someone got something, but right. I just, I'm, I, I feel like I've come, a, I'm not, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a young buck. You no, know? dude, you've arrived. I, You're I, there, I'm man. I'm not there, but no, you know, I just feel like I, I, I'm able to listen now back at our sermons and I'm like, okay. It's not as bad as I felt in the moment sometimes. Right. Because sometimes you feel like, dang, am I communicating this correctly? Right. And then like you go back like, okay, it wasn't I as bad as I actually said what I wanted to say. Yeah, and what I said God, what, what God wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's something that like we obviously know, but I feel like people don't really maybe – like it's just sometimes you get stuff confused in your head. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, it's just – like the other day I was talking about the tithe with Abraham and Melchizedek and, and I talked about how Melchizedek was like the bad guy. Like I, I thought I was talking about the king of Sodom, but I was really talking about Melchizedek and like I interwove the two oh, guys. No. And so I'm sure everyone was just confused and they were like, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just going with it. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like full sending and I was like, this dude is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and really like Melchizedek is like the type and shadow of Jesus. <laughs> the new, and I'm like bashing him. And, but I thought I was talking about the king of Sodom. So sometimes you just it get happens. confused and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, 
the interesting part is I felt terrible for like a week and a half. Oh, no. Because I was just like, oh, my gosh. It was like you were laying in bed at night and you're like, honestly, you were replaying dude. the tie then you're Honestly, head. dude. I was like, I so misspoke. And it was one of those things I didn't realize until after oh, service no. was over. Like second service? Yeah. Oh, and so no. I was like, I can't go back and fix it. And I'm not going to try to fix it next week. So just let what, it go. You just, you just hope no one's listening and uh, you're good. <laughs> No, well, the good thing you is you want people to listen. We cut that out for the repost. Right? That is so good. So there's there's a win. <laughs> Rob's mistake has been oh, cut from gosh. the permanent file. Uh, so. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I don't remember. <laughs> right? So there, yeah. And, you know, and that's one good thing about speaking as fast yeah, yeah, as yeah. we do sometimes. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's like, did he just, what, what? Ah, it's fine. I'm still getting what the point of it is, but I think that something happened. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think something happened. Okay, so here's I don't what, know how we got here. So that's just us talking, just chatting, just chatting. Good here, talking. Here, good talking. Yeah, good talking. I like it. What are we talking? Y'all about? gotta <coughs> forgive me. I got a little bit of a cough, and so I apologize uh, if that gets in your earlobes. And I haven't had this cough all morning. I was walking back over there to get my headphones. I choked on some saliva, and ever since then, I've had a tickle in my throat. Uh, uh, lots of saliva stories today. So, uh, mm. uh, anyways. This is what I had on my heart to kind of talk about today, to discuss, to good talk about. Oh, gosh, my ear. How do you Uh-oh. esteem something that is very, very precious when it didn't cost you anything? Mm. Dang. How do you make a big deal and treasure something that cost you nothing? Mm. And I think... If we can figure out the answer to that question, it'll help so many people. Because I think the American church has gotten so casual in their faith because this life of faith has cost them nothing. Yeah. And so I have a couple answers, but I want to see what your answers are. I mean, my immediate thought is, I think, coming to the place where you understand the value Mm. of what that is just yes. because come on now <laughs> i mean okay so that was one of my bullets yeah yeah i mean that's my immediate thought because i'm immediately thinking back to like my first car yeah you know and i was very grateful and i was stoked to have my first car but like man i did not treat that car <laughs> the way it should deserve <laughs> it into the ground you know i mean like i like i really just like <laughs> did not do easy stops i was quick to just press down on the gas yeah. if i bumped into like a trash can or something like, it's just a trap or like a curb you know yeah, no, big deal. A, no big deal yeah. or, like i would just like leave trash in it like yeah and then like when i got into like a wreck and i didn't have a car i was like dang mm. i don't have my car anymore mm. and then eventually you know i had a couple cars when i was younger you know <clears throat> not all my accidents for or, you know, my fault or whatever but like now having a car where mm. i had to actually buy the car yeah and i had to put my own money like, yeah I, like, these cars i was lucky and fortunate enough to where my parents were able to give me a car and mm. it was their money but now being a person who had to go buy my own car like i'm i'm very careful <laughs> like like okay i don't want to scratch the paint i don't want to leave trash in it for days yeah like a little wrapper here that's fine you know, whatever but yeah. like make sure i take care of it because i understand like there's a lot of money that I've invested in yeah. this. This this car is worth something to me. You know, it carries me and my children and my yeah. family around. Like, I need this car. Yeah, I love this car. Yeah, and so I think we're able to understand the value now. Mm. Like, if someone were to give me a car now, 
I understand the, the value, value of that mm. car. I understand what, what someone took yep. of their own money and, yep. and purchased it for me and gave it to me and the, 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 I guess the value that now I can see in it and have in it because of that person that gave it to me. And so relating that to where I'm assuming where you're going, like with Jesus and God, yeah, like yeah. how we are, uh, we've been given this gift yeah. of a good life yeah. and salvation yeah. and, and righteousness, like, I'm understanding the value more and yes. more every day. Yes, yes. You know, I, I understand the value of it more now than yeah. when I was 14. Yeah. And, you know, 14 mm-hmm. was when I really surrendered myself. Again, if people that know my story, I feel like I always was a Christian. I just yeah. feel that way because I kind of grew up in a Christian value home. Yeah. Uh, but I gave myself to God at 14, but every year and, mm. and, and time with him, as I've grown, I understand that value more yep. every day. Yep. I think that's an excellent starting point is understanding the value that comes with this gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a similar story. It's not about a car, but now you understand the value of a car. Mm-hmm. Therefore you treasure mm-hmm. having a car a lot more you did than before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, when Rachel and I were dating, you Sidebar, know, if you guys hear a vacuum right now, it's because our boy, our buddy Charlie yeah, is cleaning the Charles. building, so hopefully it's not too distracting. But No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. You guys are vibing. So when Rachel and I were dating and we were talking about marriage, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money and, uh, you know, believe in God to eat every week and pay rent and stuff like that. And so we went to Walmart and out of one of the little vending machines, when you walk in one of the little toy machines, I bought her a toy ring as like a little (laughs) fake engagement ring. And it was fake and it wasn't real. And obviously it cost me a quarter. And if you ask her today, well, I don't want to speak out of turn because she is amazing. So she probably has it hidden and nestled somewhere. (laughs) But anyways, it wasn't that big of a deal. But then when I bought her real wedding ring, Mm. And it cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows exactly where that is. And <laughs> it is a prized possession yeah, and yeah. she takes care of it. But she understands the value of that ring. And I understand the value of that ring more so than the value of the ring I got out of this little vending sure. machine, right? And so I think when we, and this is what we should do, ask the Lord for revelation of how valuable salvation really is. Mm-hmm. Understand, you know, what it cost to get it to you. Yeah. And what somebody went through to make sure that you can be saved. Yeah, yeah. And when we understand the sacrifices that have been made so we can have, as you said, this wonderful, good life. When we understand that sacrifice, we will then put a greater value on it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we will esteem it the way it should be esteemed, even though it is a free gift. Right. And it costs us absolutely nothing. Understanding the value of something that has been given, freely given to you will always allow you to esteem it the way it should be esteemed. So, so I think good. that's a great starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The next thing <clears throat> that I was thinking of, because I was thinking about this and I was praying, you know, started last night and then this morning as I was driving in and, and I got three bullet points really quick go. from the Holy Ghost. That was one, the value of what was given. Number two is I think looking at the individual that gave it to you. Mm. Like if some person, you know, walks up off the street and like gives me something I gave me a rock or <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what they could give me, you know. Well, let's sure. just make it something something nice. Gave me a car. Yeah, yeah. I would be grateful and I'd be like, wow, that is totally awesome. Praise God. Thank you. And uh, I would probably give more credit to the individual that inspired them to do that than them personally because I don't know them. Mm. But like if Rachel gives it, which is amazing, Rachel doesn't even have to give me a big extravagant gift. Any gift from her yeah, yeah, yeah. is valuable because I know the person that is given it. Sure. 
And when I have an intimate relationship with somebody who's given something to me, there's instant credibility on it. There's instant value to it because I know that individual right. and it's meaningful to me. I think a lot of people don't value the gift of salvation and don't value this life of faith because Jesus gives it to them. They freely receive it and then they don't grow in a relationship with him. And so since they don't grow and get to know him, the value of what has been given over time deteriorates and they don't esteem it the way it should be esteemed because they never get to know the one who gave it to them. Yeah. And it almost seems like with that stranger situation, you know, maybe they stranger would, danger. the stranger situation. I mean, maybe there would be potential for more gift giving if you actually got to know that person. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, not that like you have a it's relationship a good point. just to get gifts. And <clears throat> sure. I feel like it's not all monetary. Gifts are not necessarily monetary. Oh, right. So, yeah, like I feel like in a similar situation, like with my wife, like even just our time together, mm-hmm. we treasure that. You yeah. know, even our conversations, we treasure that. Our yeah. text messages, we, we we write notes to one another. Like, yeah. So, but it's because we have a relationship, and those things continue to happen on a regular basis. And I think that that is where we should be in our relationship yep. with God. Is that He's always wanting to bless us. Yep. He's always wanting to just be with yep. us. But we have to allow Him a space to do that. Yeah. And even those things you mentioned with you and Kai about conversations and just being together, even though it's not like you said, add in monetary value to your life. Mm-hmm. It is adding value to your yes. life. Yeah. It, it is something that blesses me. Right. The companionship, mm-hmm. the togetherness, the iron sharpens iron, yeah. the understanding I've got someone that's got my back no matter what, right. somebody I can tell anything to. And these are all attributes of the relationship with Jesus right. too. That's why, that's why we're the bride. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, we, yeah. We're meant to be the bride. And so we're supposed to be in which I've always had like, it's a weird thing. I don't like to think of myself as a bride because that's just weird. But I understand that there is a romantic sure. sense of like having that to yeah, be yeah. like poetic and it's beautiful and it just helps you really understand. But it does. That's how it's supposed to be. We're yeah. supposed to treat God like a, a, a companion. Yep. Someone that is supposed to go through life mm. with us. Yeah. And I think if we can make that connection, yeah. it's easier to walk with God because he's walking with you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so simple. Walking with God is like walking with you. I really love what you said too. When you get to know the person, mm-hmm. then you grow in the benefits that that person could provide for sure. you. And that's not the only reason we get to know right, God. Right. It should not be the motivating factor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just so true. The more you get to know him, the more you experience his peace. Mm-hmm. The more you get to know him, the more you experience his love. The more you get to know him, the more you experience his joy. The more you get to know him, the more you experience all these fruits of the spirit that he's provided. All the promises that are what? Yes and amen. Yeah. How do we receive that into our life? We've got to get to know the one who has given us mm-hmm the gift. And as we get to know the one that has given us the gift, then all the other stuff he has already provided Yeah, that it's all done. Cause remember Jesus said it is finished. Yeah. Right. So I know a lot of people don't like it to say it this way, but Jesus already has done everything he's going to do about your life and your situation. You've got to get to know him mm-hmm. and find out what he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to get to know him so you can walk in all those benefits that he died to provide. And so I think esteeming a free gift is is happens when we know the one who gave mm-hmm. it to us yeah yeah i like that i was even thinking just now like like if i really wanted a hug from my wife i could just go give her a hug mm. and there wouldn't even need to be a question for why or mm. or like but that's if, so good yeah but like if i wanted a hug from, no reason why from from wesley he would, he would probably <laughs> give me one but he'd probably be like what's happening right yeah. now and or if i hug a random stranger yeah it might even be uncomfortable for me, you know, because right. I don't know that person. Right, right. So I think sometimes there are people that come to church and they're uncomfortable because they're trying mm. to hug God, but they haven't talked to yeah, him in yeah, a long yeah. time. That's and so they good. feel uncomfortable. Yeah. God wants to hug them. Yeah. He's always willing to hug them. But like, 
if we don't hug him regularly, it does feel weird. Because yeah. we haven't talked to him in a while. We haven't yeah. been with him in a while. But, like, I love that there's no questions asked. I can go hug my wife right now. And she'd accept it. And she'd love it. Because she loves hugs. And mm. I love hugs. And so and she loves you. And she loves me. Exactly. Yep. And there, there, needs, there doesn't need to be a reason for that. And mm. that's, that's from having this relationship with one another. Yeah, you don't need a reason to go to God. Exactly. Just go to God to be with him. Exactly. Just go to God to get to know him. Mm-hmm. Just fellowship with him and spend time with him. And that adds so much value to this free gift of salvation. I think sometimes we just belittle so much the free access we have to God. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. You know, they used to have to take it very serious. Right. You know, when when he was talking to the high priest, well, he wasn't a high priest, but the priest Aaron, Mm -hmm. and he was telling him, you know, this is what you got to do. And you get the guys from the tribe of Levi and you get all the Levites and and they've got to be very specific in their worship towards me. And if they're not, they're going to die. And not anybody can just willy nilly come in here. There's certain procedures and there's certain stuff. Well, that veil of separation that that was separating us from God and free access to God was written to through the work of Jesus Christ. And now we have access. It's like Walmart, man, 24 seven. We can go anytime. And that's why I don't value my trips to Walmart. I despise them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't like going to Walmart. It has nothing to do with the people there. It's just I don't I don't want to go. You know what I mean? You used to work there, though. So I think like, there's probably that, yeah. you have that, like, that bad thought of like, oh, gosh, I got to go stock got a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> got to stock the toilet paper again because I worked in paper and cleaning supplies. But, uh, but you know what I mean? I don't put high value on going to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I think... Some way we've kind of made that same connection with Jesus. I have free access. This isn't a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal when I go to Walmart. That's open all the time. And I just go in, I get what I need, and I leave. I'm not going to sit in there in the presence of Walmart to sit in the presence of <laughs> Sam Walton and just enjoy the the, the shelves and the clothes. Uh, and I, I, That's not something I do. And we get that same mentality with Jesus. Yeah. You know, We need to be like Joshua. After his leader Moses left the tabernacle, he said, you know what? I want more of this. Yeah. I put value on this. I'm staying in here, and I'm going to enjoy this. Well, I was just thinking, like, Walmart wasn't built for that. You know, true. It wasn't built to... That would be awkward if I just, just stay in there. Come and hang out and just enjoy the presence of Sam Walton. But, but church... He's up there, his picture on the wall, you know. But church was built for that. Yeah. We are, we are meant to come to church and be in the presence of God. Yeah. And and stand in the presence of God Almighty. And, and like you said, we've got to understand and get to a place to where we go with that mentality. Yeah. We're not going just to go to... Walmart. Right. <laughs> I'm not going just to get something. Yeah. I'm not going to this. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the trip and just to get off milk. my list or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be with someone. That's it. That is such a key. I'm going to be with Jesus. This has been my shift the last couple months mm-hmm. and I, I am guilty as charged. I was going to church to go to church and, and he has shifted my mind. Come meet with me. Yeah. And what's great about that is as you grow in that revelation, you understand that that can happen anywhere, right? Yes. Meet with me in yes. the car, meet yep. with me in your living room, meet with me at Walmart, yeah. meet with me everywhere, yeah. right? But B, there's a, a level of intentionality mm-hmm. when it comes to going to church. Yeah. I'm going, yes, to hear the word of God. I'm going to fellowship with friends and, and iron sharpens iron and have that companionship. But I'm going mm-hmm. to meet with Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to worship the living God, mm. not just some rando, the some living rando. God. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. The creator of the heavens, the yeah, creator dude. of the earth, the creator of the universe, the one who spoke light and light continues to exist today, the one who shaped me 
in his very image and his likeness, that's who I'm going to meet with. Mm-hmm. And that really radicalizes your viewpoint on church. And you get so much more out of it Absolutely. because now you're engaging in, in, in the whole premise of this point. You're getting to know the mm-hmm. one who's provided this for you. Love it. You know, and it's not just, you know, and, and that's the thing about this relationship, you know, going back to Sammy Boy. I mean, Sam Walton's done Sammy some Boy. wonderful things. <laughs> hey, you know, you go into in, into Sam's down there on University Drive and they've got all their charities they've given into and the money that they've given into charity. And it's wonderful. But in all their good things they've done, they've never done for you what Christ has done for you. So good. And so. Yeah, you can look up to people, athletes, and this person, and that movie star, and this rock star, but no one mm-hmm. has done for you what Jesus has done for you. So good. Get to know the one who died for you mm-hmm. and gave everything for you, and you'll begin to esteem this life of faith and this gift of salvation. So good. Point number three. Point number three. Hit us with it. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, man, <clears throat> gave all these to me, and we're just going off memory here. I like <clears throat> it. I like it. And this will be our final point. <clears throat> Might take us like 45 minutes to get through this. <laughs> <one. No, I'm laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think to esteem this life of faith and really value and treasure salvation, simply think of what your life would be without it. Mm. Think of where you would be going without it yeah not even just for all of eternity heaven and hell you know i don't like hanging hell out there and trying to use scare tactics to get people to follow jesus because that weans over time right a personal relationship will hold you a lot more than fear yeah and so i don't believe in that but there is something to be said about that we are going to die and we're going to spend eternity somewhere right but even think about where you'd be going in this life Mm -hmm. right now on earth without his goodness yeah without his grace without his mercy without his forgiveness, without his help in hand, mm-hmm. without the leadership of the Holy Spirit, without the leadership of the Word of God, where would I be going right now in this life? Mm-hmm. What would my life look like without him? I think about my family. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't earn my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't. <laughs> I, I, they were a free gift to me. Rachel was a gift sent from God. My children, the Bible even calls them a blessing from the Lord. They were a gift sent to me from God. I didn't earn that. I didn't, I'm not good enough to, to have that. And I look at that and I look at what would my life be without my family? Right. I mean, I was even thinking as you're saying that now, like if I hadn't started following Jesus, mm. if I hadn't mm. even <clears throat> given my life at 14, I don't know what my life path would have looked like. Decisions yeah. that I've made, choices yeah. that I've, I've done, like all of these things, all, the good and the bad things yep. that I've done somewhere down the way, but most of it has been done through the help of God and the mercy yep. of God and the yep. grace of God. And I've arrived to this moment. Yep. And so... Because of God. Because of God. Yep. And so if I hadn't been walking with him, like, I don't know mm. what my life would look like. Yep. I don't even want to imagine a life without my kids yep. anymore. Like, I love those kids so much. Yeah. And, and I, I'm so blessed and so fortunate to have them in my life. And like what you're saying is like, if he got me to this point now, yeah. what more is he going to do later down the road? Amen. Like, how much more am I going to get yeah, yeah. 10 years from now, yeah. 20 years from now? Like, my life is exactly what I would have wanted and more. Yeah. So let's just keep going. You know what I mean? Like, right. like God has brought me here yes. already and I want to go further yes. with him because I know he's just going to bless me that much more. Even if it's just this over and over again, mm. like that's great. This is wonderful. Like yeah. I don't, I don't need anymore, yeah. but I'll take whatever God wants to give me. Yeah. Is, and, and I trust him. Yeah. And I, you know, hit share a private intimate detail with all of our listeners and watchers, whatever. Um, 
Uh, I can't even sleep in my bed if Rachel's not there. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, I don't know how to do life <laughs> without, you know, every once in a while, doesn't happen very often, but someone will watch our, our children for us and, and we'll get a little time together. And sometimes, you know, maybe we'll go out to eat and we come back to the house and watch a movie or something. You know, you remember Blockbuster? That was, oh, you know, man. get a VHS and put it in the VCR. Used to walk uh, around. Good times. Good old movie gallery, oh, Hollywood video. <laughs> we should start that and we should just do like. <laughs> There's still a Blockbuster. It's a Blockbuster, but it's like you just go in there and you see everything that Netflix has available. No. <laughs> so you don't have to have you watched up. the Blockbuster do documentary? No. There's one Blockbuster still left open. Wow. Yeah. What do they sell? I mean, it's Blockbuster. Is it VHS? It's, I mean, what do they have there? I, mean, I think it's DVDs and stuff. Blu-ray? Yeah, but I mean, it's still, it's the only one that's still open, and it, you can still do Blockbuster. <laughs> See, if I went into a Blockbuster today, I would think that there's going to be some secret cubby that's going to take me to, like, Tron. You no. know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, this is here for a reason. Well, I'd start, like, moving every, like, movie and see what door opens. You know, there's got to be a reason here. Like, well, I think now people utilize it as, like, a nostalgic thing. Like, people come from all over the U.S. to come mm, to this Blockbuster now because it's the sense. only one. So yeah. they've kind of hit a spot where they're like, <clears throat> we died, but we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> come look at us we're stuck here oh my gosh so but i didn't even, mean to break but no no no, 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 no that's great but even like when someone watches our boys and we get home and we're watching a movie and there's no like noise we're like this is unsettling dude yes we had someone watch our kids like recently and like i woke up and like because i'm i'm used to like our morning routine yep. and it's like i'm up before our kids are supposed to be up because i feel like i'm yep. supposed to be because i'm like i want to be up before they're up to make their breakfast and everything yep. and i'm like but it's so quiet in here yeah forgot how quiet it was without our kids and yeah. I kind of don't like it. It's weird, <laughs> I don't right? Like it. Right? And so I think, you know, when we think about like what you said, what your life could have been. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. that should kind of scare you. Mm -hmm. Like it could have been a disaster. Yeah. But God. Yeah. You know, it could have been devastating. It could have been awful. And maybe someone's out there and saying, yeah, well, it could have been good too. Why am I going to roll the dice on that when I know it can be good? Yeah, there you go. Why am I going to roll the dice on? Maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it's going to be bad. Just roll the dice and do life without him. When I have a guarantee that if I follow him, mm -hmm. it will be good. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Right. Let's, let's get away from that. My life without Jesus is a scary thing. Yeah. And, and what I can do in my own strength and my own mind power, my own willpower is not enough yeah, yeah. to give me the happiness that I, that I long for. It's only a relationship with him mm. that will produce this eternal joy and this happiness and this life of gratification. And I just made up my mind. I'm not going to roll the dice. Yeah. I've been promised this in the word of God. If I'll seek Jesus in his kingdom first, then everything I desire will be added to yeah. me. And so every once in a while, I just remind myself of that. Man, what it would look like without him. Jeez, I don't even want to think about yeah. it. And I think it's a sobering thought that we should sure. all entertain every once in a while. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, God preserved my life in my teenage years and even in some of my young adult years to get me to where I am today. Mm. And it was only by the mercy and the grace of God, you know? And so I think... Okay, yeah, I made this mistake and I made that mistake. And if I wouldn't have followed him, it may have been one more mistake that would have right. ended it all. Exactly. You know, or put me somewhere for my life that I didn't want to be, whether it's a mental institution or a prison or whatever sure. it might be. It could have just been one mistake. Yeah. But God. Yeah, yeah. And so reflection mm -hmm. of what could have been, but how great it is now because of him, right? So good. Not because of you, not because of me, but because of him. Yeah. All the glory to God. And that's really what our lives should be about. Mm. You know, uh, I've kind of come on this journey as well, understanding the word of God. It's all about his glory. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? You look at every time he delivered and you look at every time he redeemed people and you look at every time he moved. Yes, he did it for them, but he did it for his glory. Mm. He brought the children out of Egypt and out of slavery for his glory. He spared Daniel in the lion's den for his glory. Mm. He spared Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego for his glory. Because every time something like that happened, what happened? All the attention got turned to the living God. Everything is for his glory. Our lives should turn people's attention to the living God. So he's good. doing what he's doing in Cody's life for his glory. Yeah, yeah. He's doing what he's doing in my life for his glory. He's doing what he's doing in your life for his glory. And the sooner you learn that and you get rid of yourself, mm the more better, if I can say, the it's going to get. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gooder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gooder it's going to get. And so I think if we'll do those three simple things, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember what they were? I understand the value. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, the specific of the second one. Yeah. What was the second uh, one? <laughs> understand the value. <laughs> knowing the person who knowing gave it to Knowing the person. That's right. That's understanding right. the value of what was given. Yes, yes, yes. Knowing the person who gave it yep. and then looking at your yep. life without it. Yeah. Look at the gift, mm-hmm. right? Knowing the value of the gift, yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing the person who gave the gift, and then what would your life be without the gift? Yeah. And those three simple things, I think, will make us value our faith and value being a disciple of Jesus Christ in a mm. more intense way. So good. Amen. So good. I, I just kind of got lost in a thought there because I was picturing like a person holding a box mm. and then giving you the box Mm. And taking the box away from you. <laughs> like, like, that's like, like that'd be so mean. It would be. <laughs> but God would never do that. Right. And that's what's so amazing is that like he never would take the box away from yeah. you, but you can push the box away. There is know? something to be said about that though. Yeah. Like you said about your first car, mm-hmm. you know, you, you didn't really value it and then you lost it. Yeah. You know, uh, I always like to use Colorado as a reference. You know, I didn't really value the Rocky Mountains. I used to go skiing. Mm-hmm. I used to go rock climbing. I used to go camp and I used to go fishing. I used to do all that stuff. And then I moved away from the Rocky Mountains. I was like, wow, I really miss those suckers. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't really uh, an esteem on my behalf for them until right. I lost them. Well, I mean, it's like here in Alabama or North Alabama, Huntsville, everyone's always like, oh my, oh my gosh, you guys have a rocket ship here? And it's like, yeah, it's just <laughs> just a rocket. You know what I mean? Like Several of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like, to me, it's so normal. Normal, yeah. And, but when people yes. come here, they're okay, like, come they're on so with amazed by mm. the fact that there's a freaking rocket, like four or five miles down the road. Yeah. We're just like, it's not a big deal. It's just a rocket. But that rocket went into outer space. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. put hard mm. work into making that rocket mm. happen. I mean, that it did great things. Exactly. That's a historical uh, human achievement yeah, 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 yeah. that took place and now gets to live four to five miles down the road. Don't let church become normal. Yeah. Don't let your relationship with him become normal. Yeah. Don't let it become natural. This is supernatural. Yeah. And it's <laughs> super normal, if you will. Don't normalize church going. Let don't normal. Now, understand, I'm saying it, it should be normal behavior sure. yeah, of yeah, a yeah, Christian, yeah. but don't just uh, esteem it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's right. Being able to recognize the, the the value, the the, the 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 image of what God and who He is. We should understand that, like, we're going into the place mm. of the Creator of the universe, yep. the one who sent His Son to yes. die for you, the one that's delivered. To, millions and billions of people and we get to talk to him and be with him yeah. and go to this place and, and meet mm. with this person yeah, yeah. every single day if we want to, yeah. but especially on Sundays and Wednesdays or however often you do <clears throat> church, but it's like, we need to understand the weight yep. and the gravity and the awe yep. <laughs> of what can take place yeah. when you're at the presence of God yeah. and not just let it be something that is in the background anymore. And if we value something by how much it cost. Then there should be the greatest value placed on this relationship with Jesus. Right. Because it cost Jesus everything, 
It cost God his one and only begotten son. Mm. It cost Jesus literally everything. Laid down his deity, went to hell, became sin, became sick, became poor, suffered in the deep for us for three days. If we value something by what it cost, then this should have great value in our lives. Mm. Um, you know, we value a PlayStation 4, well, they're fives now, or a TV by the how much it costs. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. will show you your TV. It's like Michael Scott finally broke down and brought a flat screen. <laughs> and it, I mean, that thing's not valuable at all. Why? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's tiny. You know, cell phones are bigger than that now. But, but something, you know, if you value something by what it costs, then you should have a high value on your relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. and salvation because it cost a lot to get it to Everything. you. Everything. Amen. So, get out there. Yeah. Understand the value of this gift. Mm. Get to know the person that gave it to you. Yep. And start to reflect on what your life would be without that gift. And when you know the value of it, you'll be willing to share it with other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the thing is that, like, this gift that we have, it's available for everybody. Yep. And that, I love what Christopher Long was talking about. It's like we're supposed to be fishers of men but it's really jesus that does it through us yeah. and like that's just so amazing it's like this gift that we've been given then we get to use this gift. yeah and when you look like him the fishing's easy yeah jesus didn't i mean people the multitudes followed him yeah and he didn't have to really do a whole lot to make it happen yeah. it was just jesus yeah <laughs> and so when you look like jesus i i got this uh this morning in prayer not trying to prolong the podcast or whatever but i got this this morning in prayer the more good news we share and the more people we get to follow good news, mm. the less bad news there will be. So good. So the more good news we share, mm. and the more, good, the more people we get to follow the good news, the less bad news there will be. It's that like simple, it. man. I like it. It's that simple. I like it. I want there to be more good news in this world. <laughs> then we got to get more people following the good news. I love it. That's the formula. Love it. And when that happens, there'll be less bad news. Like so it. get out there, value your relationship with him, share that relationship yeah. with some, and, and tell somebody at Sam, at Walton's house, tell somebody, <laughs> come meet a man, yeah. <laughs> bring him to church. You know what I mean? I'm tired of hanging you out know, in this Walmart. Yeah. Let's go to church. When you're in Sam's club, look <laughs> at that beautiful picture, old Sammy boy up there on the wall. And as you're looking at it, grab somebody and say, look at that man. Let me introduce you to someone that's better than he is. That would you know be so <laughs> epic. It's like, do you see some guy staring at the picture? Yes. Like, what are you doing? Just walk just, up to him. I've just been thinking about there's someone Old Sammy boy. that man. There's, <laughs> there's someone, someone better about than that man. Wall. I'm going to go stare at the rocket and people are like, what are you doing? I'm looking at this great rocket, but I know someone greater. I know someone greater. <laughs> I feel like that's such a cheesy way, but it's it'd be so true funny, though. But it's so good. You know somebody greater. Introduce somebody to Jesus. Bring them to church. I love it. I love it. All right. We love you guys so much. We hope and pray that you got something from the good talk today because I, I, I had a good time on it the was good, good talk. Talking. So it's good. Good I'm, talking. I'm excited for. This season two of The Good Talk, we've already got some good ones coming and going and doing, and let's do some more. <laughs> All Great right. ending. Great. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.